This is the St. Louis Podcast Network. Freezing cold in ancient nights, you You're the cold maze, say one. Freezing cold in ancient nights, you All right. It's the STL Happy Hour podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Andy Hanselman alongside John Sander Alpina. Glad to be with you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and like and leave comments if you listen to our lovely little presentation that we have going on here. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. And pretty much anywhere you want to listen to your podcast. Well, and they have your website. And the web. Yeah, the site, too. You can just click links and and listen to the listen to the show right there on the website that is stlpodcast.com. We uh, kind of just recording one for the can. I'm, I'm not sure when this was going to drop. We'll drop it sometime. But uh, we wanted to record because we have some things to do in February. So we are meeting on this. It is it is currently it's today. It's it's that day back in January when it was three degrees and snowing. January thirtieth. January thirtieth. Yeah, that's today. And it sucks outside. And uh, I, I'm just, I'm so thankful that A, this only happens every other year, every two years. Right. And, and it doesn't last that long. It's usually just two or three days. Yeah. The Thank, polar vortex. Yeah, polar vortex. Just brutal. Now, what's ironic, this time last year, I was at Super Bowl 52 in Minneapolis. Oh, you went to that? Where it was minus 45 degrees last night. Really? How was it last year? How was the weather last year? Do you remember? I, oh, God. I've never been so cold in my life. Oh, so it was freezing then, too. <laughs> Not that cold. Okay. So I had checked, you know, I, of course, you know, leading up to it, I'm all excited and I'm checking the forecast. I'm kind of a weather nerd about that kind of stuff. Okay. And so in the, it said it was going to be like it was here, like, you know, high 20s, low normal 30s, winter. normal winter cold. Get up there. I don't think the temperature got above six wow. all week. That's just that. That's such brutal cold like what we're going and through right wind. now the, the wind, wind man um like i was i woke up this morning i was watching the news four in the morning or whatever and they were talking about wind chills and they had the the one that caught my eye was fargo um is that minnesota north dakota north dakota fargo north dakota it literally said it felt like negative 52 degrees at six o'clock this morning negative 52 so like that's re- not even living no no you can't you can't live in that. I mean, you 15, can't come to work, can you? Fifteen people died last night on the homeless people died last night on the streets of Chicago. Really? Now, mostly because they were too proud to right. go in and find somewhere to sleep, shelter. Because like they were opening up libraries for people to go inside and sleep, well, and there yeah. were and there were buses going around that were like mobile warming stations. So, God, that's, so that's I mean, it's terrible, man. It's awful. So the radio row last year was at the Mall of America. Okay. And how is that? I've never been in the Mall of America. Oh, it's incredible. So, like, malls are shutting down all across America because of Amazon and online shopping and whatnot, but, like, Mall of America is still just rocking? Yeah, what did, what did Fred from Dirt Cheap used to say? The uh, persecuted home, yeah. or the home of the persecuted smoker, yeah. home of the persecuted shopper, really? is the Mall of America. Unbelievable. So, like, when we're talking about size, what are we talking about? Like, the size of the Edward Jones Dome downtown St. Louis? <sighs> Bigger than where the Rams used to play? Bigger than that. Really? How many, so is it like multi, obviously it's multi-levels, but it's... Three levels. Three levels. But it's just, 
Huge. Is it true they have a roller coaster in there? There is. Really? There's a whole theme park really? inside, yeah. And so it sits on the grounds of the old Metropolitan Stadium where the Twins and the Vikings played oh. before the before the the uh Metrodome. Okay. 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 So think of it as like so it's it's just on the footprint of a stadium. Okay. But it's also a little bit bigger than that. Okay, so this is where this is where all of the radio people that go to the Super Bowl get set up, right? Okay. So you, and they usually have radio row in the, in the convention center. That's what I thought. That's what it's I was usually confused. yeah. And so because of the way that Minneapolis is so spread out, yeah. Um, it was just it was. I don't know why they chose to have it there. I guess they had some room because yeah. we did we did a rest of the food court. Like there was a Shake Shack. And it was a Starbucks, which is great because every morning, just before you start doing a right. radio row, just go grab some Starbucks. And there's and there's always food right there. Grab a sandwich and then do an yeah. interview. Who they, who were some of the great people that you got to interview? Um, lots of Kurt Warner. Wow. Um, do you familiar with a guy named Jeff Morrow? Do you, do you watch a lot of Food Network? Uh, yeah, the name sounds familiar, but I can't. So he he's it. a host on the kitchen. Okay, but then he also hosts. He's a sandwich guy, the Sandwich King or something. Okay, he was fun. We talked to him for about twenty five minutes. Now, what was he up there doing? Selling, for the selling wine. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Selling wine. So Kurt Warner, Jeff Morrow. Yep. Um, God, I remember at this point. Now, Kurt Warner, ironically enough, like Small World, the very first day I ever started for the morning after the radio program here yeah. in St. Louis, um, the very first day I was sitting there and I was an intern. So the producers producing the show, Tim and the guys are on the show doing the show and the phone rings in the back and uh, one of the producers at the time goes, hey, answer that. So I go, oh, okay, and I go over there and answer the phone. I'm like, hi, CBS 920, and he goes, hey, it's Kurt. And I go, oh, hi, uh, Kurt. I go, hey, Kurt, how are you? So I like put my hand over the phone and I go, hey, it's Kurt. Like I don't, I don't know who who's Kurt. And the producer goes, it's Kurt Warner. Like just patch him through. And I go, like, dude, like my face hit the floor. Like Kurt Warner, and he's just, you know, hey, it's Kurt. Hey, it's oh, Kurt. and he's he's the nicest nothing guy. to it. So we talked to. Um... Uh, James Laurinaitis, and it was you and Joe Roderick, uh-huh, right? Correct, and and Howard Balzer as well. Oh wow, but, uh, Balzer wasn't around for everything. Uh, so Isaac Bruce, Charles Haley, uh, Haley. Mike Sherman, and Brian Bellick sat down with us. Oh wow, uh, Super Agent Lee Steinberg, okay, who was uh, the movie Jerry Maguire's model after him. Really? Uh, Kenny Maine, okay, was he as funny as he is? Yes, he was Center? great. And Golden Tate stopped by when Kenny Maine was sitting there. Really, so it was kind of cool. Uh, going through names here that might sound familiar. Andrew Siciliano, yeah, who's the radio voice of the Rams, yeah. Uh, Vince Papali, inspiration for the movie Invincible with uh, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Yeah. Ryan Leaf sat down with us. Oh my God! Okay, so Ryan Leaf. Many who don't know him or those who do know that he's a little bit off kilter. Yeah. Uh, so. You know, former number one pick or number two overall pick, and then he loses his shit, ends up in prison. So, like, okay, so how was he? Was he like he was cool, clear eyed? Yeah, he was. Yeah, clear eyed, okay. clear eyed, okay. ready to go. That's so, cool. it, it was a little lacking last year. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty much it. Really? Yeah. I, I don't think the celebs, had you done it before? No, I had never done it before. Okay, but yeah, but I know that like Joe tomorrow is talking to Evander Holyfield. Shut up. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah, that's really cool that they actually. They make fun of media or radio row a lot, you know, outsiders and whatnot. But, like, it's actually really cool. It is kind of a neat thing. It's not so much, like, what happens on radio or it's just, it's just who's on radio row. Right. Like, Joe was on the radio this morning. Joe Roderick was on the radio this morning saying, yeah, a media member just walked by wearing a Khalil Mack jersey. Right. Who does that? Yeah. All right. How professional. 
How professional. So it's kind of like the red carpet kind of deal, you know, like for, for radio people. Kind of. Like, like you're of, getting stars walking by you and you get to talk to them. And they're all pushing something. Right, of course. They're all pushing a product. Right. Um, which is, but that's just part of the deal. Yeah. You know, you get to ask them questions for 15 minutes and then at the very end they get, they have, they get to plug their, their Would product. you want to go again? Oh, I was trying to go again this year. Really? Yeah. So you enjoyed it. You really enjoyed it. I had it. a great time doing it. And so, but I'm going to definitely work, uh, take the guy, take anybody who wants to go down to Radio Row. Okay. Not to say anything here, but I actually heard today on the radio that you're actually going to a, like uh, Florida soon too. You get to go like on a golf tournament. Like yeah. A super cool golf tournament. Yeah. I'm going on to PGA National, but I'm paying for it. Well, no, no, no. But yeah. I mean, that's how awesome is that? Yeah. I'm pretty excited about like, it. Like you're going to get to play PGA National? Yeah. There's like, a bunch of. That's, that's, well, that's the name of the resort. So the, the tournament that they play there is the Honda Classic. Right. And they call, it, they, they call that the Champions Course. We will not be playing that course unless okay. we want to pay like, we can pay a few extra bucks and play that course if we want to. That's really cool, though. Kind of like, neat. Yeah. I've never played a course like that. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's, I'm looking forward to it. Is that, have you played there before? No, I've never been to Jupiter or Palm Beach County before. What's the nicest course you've ever played? Oh, Jesus. Um, Not to throw you on the spot. I mean, I'm trying to think of what I played. I think I played like West Palm Beach Country Club two or three years ago when I went to a wedding. I down. haven't I haven't played a lot away from St. Louis. Okay. So but I've played Bell Reef here. Nice. I've played St. Louis Country Club here. Wow. Yeah, I've played Whitmore, uh, which are you know, Norwood Hills. I mean, there's a ton of nice Do you have a courses. favorite of the ones that you have played here in St. Louis or even Illinois? I mean, like, Bell Reeve, like, I went there for the PGA Championship this year. And I mean, so I played Bell Reeve 25 years ago. Okay. It was a year after the PGA Championship. It was long. It was hard. Yeah. It was hot. Oh my God, was it hot that day. Um, Isn't that funny how you still remember that? Well, yeah. I, mean, it's, I can still remember that. 25 years later, you remember how hot it was. You know what I mean? Balls blazing. <laughs> St. Louis is just the ridiculous weather. I would man. say... I don't know. Good question. Like I've never played any of those courses, but they're all top notch. Obviously, yeah. I was I was very I was very lucky. Yeah. Um, because my I, when I was growing up, my parents were members at the country at the country club here in town, and there was a thing called junior districts. Okay. And so all the kids from all the different country clubs got to go around and play all the different country clubs. Oh, how cool! Well, we were the renegade Illinois kids. Okay. And these kids were rolling up, and you know they all have Mercedes and Audis and all kinds of nice cars, and yeah. The time my my dad didn't my dad has a Porsche now he just bought a Porsche SUV. It's good for him. I know yeah. he says he's only going around once. I mean, those I'm, are sharp SUVs too. They are really really neat. He, but he had a Dodge Ram van. Okay, a big van. Yeah, like and a minivan. No, this was the big full size van. Oh, okay, Ka- now okay, he okay, had okay. he had a nicer one. The the one that I was driving was the one that they used here for deliveries. Okay, because my car had broken down. Yeah, and so I was driving this van around. And here we come rolling out. John, there are like folding. We have like folding lawn chairs in the back of this thing. Because yeah. really, there's two seats in the front. And there's the rest of it is just back to full just carpet. There's so cargo. you got people sliding around and <laughs> lawn totally chairs? Safe. Yeah, I'm driving the kids around. <laughs> and then here we, we roll into Bell Reef Country Club in this thing. And this just is, duct tape them. Pretty much duct tape them to the floor. And this thing's sputtering and backfiring as we pull into because it's a it's a nineteen eighty four Dodge Ram van, and this is nineteen ninety three, so it's nine or ten years old at this point. I mean, and it's just it's a peach, man. It's like literally living Caddyshack. Pretty much. Uh, 
I, I think like the nicest course I ever played, which is really sad because I was like 11 at the time, but my dad was nice enough to take me to Kiva Dunes. I played that. Down, okay. I believe that's what near Gulf Shores. I think it was Gulf Shores. I can't remember if it was. That's Gulf Shores. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I think it's the Carolinas. Yeah, I think it sounds. I think it's Alabama. Yeah, I think it's the Gulf. I think it's Gulf Shore area. But uh, Kiva Dunes was really nice. I haven't played a lot of. I'm uh, much like you. I'm not. I haven't gotten to play a lot of, of a lot of them out of St. Louis or Illinois. Yeah, I love Gateway here in Illinois. Love Gateway. Um, I like Ann Briar a lot. Um, don't get on it enough. There's boy, one. Ann Briar. I played that for the first time last year or two years ago. Really? I had never been down there before. You like it? Loved it. It's beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. I mean, I didn't even know that you could get that kind of scenery. Yeah. Around here. There's one down in uh, Farmington or yeah, near Farmington. Crown Valley. Crown Point. Crown Point, yeah. yeah and Crown Point. And, and I have some, some guys down there that want me to come down there and play with them sometime. Well, and they have property there that you can just stay. Yeah. They have like condos, but now they're set up as like a hotel situation where you can literally stay. Now, I'm telling you, we're going to, at the end of June, there's also a group of guys going down to Dalhousie at Cape. Really? Yeah. That'll be cool. Yeah. That'll that's be a good time. That is, they say that's the best court, the best course in the state. Really? Yeah. You never played it, right? Never played it. My dad goes down every year to play it. Really? Yeah, my dad has fancy friends. Hey, if you're gonna have them, they might as well have That's those right. too. Like he has a friend who invites him over to Old Warson and shit. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So, I, I wouldn't be playing like nice courses here if it wasn't for my dad saying, Hey Junior, you want to tag? Pretty along? much. I mean, that's how it is for me. I mean, I I'm lucky I get to go play the rock. <laughs> love be, me love me some Norman. I'd be going and playing Tower T that doesn't even exist there anymore. I'd right? just go and hit my own balls over there. So um McCurkwood Brew House. Okay. This is uh, over the summer. I think it was like one, just gathering on the patio. Okay. And I see this guy walk up, and he's talking to somebody that I know. And I walk over to talk to the other person I know, and I just kind of introduce myself. Right. He says, oh, he says, I'm Garth Bayer. I'm like, oh, I, said, I know who you are. He goes, how the hell do you know who I am? So you're the pro at Old Warson, right? And I said, my name's Andy Hanselman. He goes, Hanselman? I said, yeah. He goes, Jeff, your dad? I said, yeah. So how hey, you know my dad? He goes, you know, he comes out there and plays. I said, how? so my dad, as a guest, I mean, for the head pro to know the guests' names, yeah, that's, that's really a, cool. That's a pretty big deal. It's kind of neat. Yeah. So I've, I felt I was like, I was like, I want to go over and play sometime. He goes, come on out. Yeah. We'll, the, said, we'll get you on. I'm like, hmm, I don't think so, but okay. Yeah, my dad has that that kind of stuff with Gateway and with Crown Point. Like they know, like he'll just say, hey, it's John, like not even the last name, and they'll be like, oh, okay, cool, we'll get we got a four for it. Well, I have that in Normandy. Yeah. Hey, it's Andy. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's up? Dude, isn't Jay Randolph Jr. just the best? He is. Like, he really seriously, is. I <clears throat> I was lucky enough to be producing or, like, interning with, uh, five, well, it was 920 at the time, 590, uh, the radio station now, but when, when Jay would come in and fill in, he was seriously just, like, the nicest guy. Like, he's funny as shit. He is. But in, like, a really harmless, fun way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. he can get crude, but, like, in that great way that without being offensive or anything like that like he's he's kind of like a throwback to what really doesn't exist anymore oh absolutely you know what i mean like kind of how like people like uh not like where he's making fun of people but kind of like how don rickles got away with murder yeah right you know what i mean like he can say things and make jokes that are you know by a millennial standard considered off color oh yeah but it's it's jay and it works we were talking earlier on the previous podcast about millennials and I gotta go to my safe space because I got offended. <laughs> I got a little microaggression going on here. I know. <laughs> I just don't get that shit, man. I don't get it. I, you know, but teach their own. I'm just glad Excuse it's me. not. It's not me, and I'll be doing everything in my power to make sure that my daughter and 
future children are not raised in that. that I know. Type I don't. Of it, I, I don't know if it's if it's if it's my generation's fault or my parents' generation. I think it's our parents. I think and it and is I too. I don't want to put see, the that, blame on them. Though. I can't either because I mean I because I was able to go out and run around like a maniac with you know from all day in the summertime. There were like woods around our houses and stuff. I mean, we would be miles from home. Well, the theory is that what they did was they provided us with such a great life. Like such, like our parents, at least mine did. I'm sure yours did. Yeah. Most people's parents, we've, most of us have been lucky enough to where like if we needed something, our parents made sure we had it. And they did it and they took care of us and they essentially quote unquote coddled us. And uh, now the, new, the next generation of kids is even more coddled and it's, it's, it's creating this millennial atmosphere issue i didn't feel sheltered when i was a kid right looking back on it i was a little bit sure because I, I remember thinking things and saying things that really would not apply at all in the real world well a little bit is healthy yeah so yeah i mean so i was sheltered from a few things um but for the most part i mean we guess i got my first nintendo which would be or actually game system okay which I got from my grandparents, which was like it was called an Intellivision. I have no idea what that is. Is that like a Nintendo? Is <laughs> that like, like a, yeah, just like a Nintendo? Okay. So it had like skiing and baseball and uh, a golf game on it. And this is early eighties, I'm guessing, like before Atari or after Atari. Poor Andy has like is fighting a cold and is doing his absolute best, and I'm asking him questions like Dan Rather over I'm here. Get some water here in a second. Luckily, we're recording. We're not live, so I can just edit out when I need to. Yeah. Um. It was like it, it was like it was kind of between an Atari between an Atari and Nintendo. Okay. Uh, I think it came out like in the late seventies. Uh eight bit graphics, maybe even four bit graphics. I mean there was nothing to it. Right. Um so we weren't real we weren't real addicted to it. Mm-hmm. Uh and even like when the Nintendo came out, I mean Duck we Hunt still yeah. <laughs> so we Loved got it. we got the we got the fancy Nintendo when we were kids. Remember remember they had they had two different models. Okay. And they had the one that was just uh, the Nintendo, two controllers, and... The gun? No. That was that came later. Okay. So I think it was just a Nintendo and two controllers, and it came with Super Mario Brothers. Okay. okay. But then they had this other model, and it was Nintendo, two controllers, the gun, and the robot. Wow. Robot. For a game called Gyromite. No, I, must, I had the... Uh... A poorer version. I was the only one that had <laughs> this version, and I didn't want it because I didn't have Super Mario Brothers, which uh, is all I really wanted to play. Right. That was like the first addicting game was Super Mario Brothers. It like, absolutely was. I remember was. being like stuck to playing, like I couldn't stop. I also loved uh, when it came oh. down the road was the Sega Genesis and that well, like that Sonic was our, the Hedgehog. That was our second game system. Okay. We didn't. Ha- we never got a Super Nintendo. Okay, so my we- brother got that. Yeah. So we had. We had the Nintendo, and then we had the Genesis, and then I got a uh, PlayStation when I was about 20 to, to take to college with me. Okay. So PlayStation 1. Yeah. Which, it didn't do much for me. I what was, were the first games on that? I don't even remember. Crash Bandicoot. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there were some other games in there, too. Dude, there was some weird game that I remember my dad getting me, and this is no bullshit. Somebody would have to look it up. But it was like literally a game about Aerosmith. I'm not shitting you. It was like a game where like Steven Tyler fought off like zombies or some shit. I don't know what it was, but I remember. Dude looks like a yeah. zombie. <laughs> but I I openly remember it having the Aerosmith thing on the front. I have to Google that and look it up. But it was an Aerosmith game for PlayStation One, and I remember being like, "This is so cool." 
I have no idea what the fuck it was, but I just remember being like, so cool. Hang on. Luckily, I have a, I have a Googling machine right here and in I'm front of me. To th- well, while you do that, I'm trying to think. Like, So, like, when I played, do you, did you have the dirt bike game on Nintendo? Excite bike? Yes. Hell yeah. So now what I have on my big computer at home is a Nintendo emulator. And it's on the computer. Yeah, and I have a I have a N64 controller oh, with, yeah. with a USB end on it. Okay. And you just map it to you, but I just have it set up like a regular N- Nintendo controller. Okay. And so I can I play Super Mario, Super Mario Three, Excite Bike, oh, how cool RC Pro Am. Yeah. No, that's really cool, man. Dude, oh, God. It's all free. And it's, and actually, I don't I don't know if it's stealing or not. Dude, but. Nintendo sixty four like changed my life at that age. Like, do you remember? Did you ever play ten eighty the snowboarding game? Yeah. Uh, and Golden Eye. Yeah. Dude. Gold and I, my brother and I would play. We would watch a whole weekend just disappear. It's funny now because I'm not a gamer, but like I'm not either. Looking back on it in the prime age of gaming, like 12, 13, 14, it was life, dude. Like I would come home from school, grade school at one point, and then even coming home from CBC, like Mike and I would be like, "Are you ready?" And we would grab like popcorn, soda, everything. You you know, just jack yourself up on sugar and carbs, and then literally play. Goldeneye in 1080 on N64. Like the last, the last game that I was addicted to, I believe it was a Genesis game. And my brother and I, we had to go out. We went and rented it first. It was NBA Jam, the very yes! first NBA Jam. Yes, where the ball would like catch You're on, on fire. fire. Yes, yes. And uh, uh, I can't remember if it was on N- N64, but I uh, NFL Blitz. Do you remember NFL Blitz? No. Oh my god. By that, at that point, I was. Okay, you might have been just a little bit too old to be doing it, but like NFL Blitz was like you could become a linebacker and the linebacker would be like jacked up on steroids and you would like knock people over, like literally throw them aside and then just like take the quarterback and like throw his ass to the ground like in a pile driver like type of... Dude, they would never release it nowadays. Right. But like it was so fucking cool when I was a kid. Like so cool. I would still play it now. NBA Jam was by far the... I mean, it was just... And that was like what? Two players? You had it was like two... two pl- yeah, it was two players. Right. So that's it was we like played you're the- playing two on two. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And it'd be like... You, you, like, like, you gotta get the big head or, and <laughs> yeah. if you made a bunch of stuff in a row and... Yeah. It was awesome. You're on fire. Yeah, you're on fire. God, I forgot about that game. Yeah. Dude, it makes me want to go back and get those games. Like, I'm not really into the modern day games, but like those games, those are like my speed. Absolutely. Just playing against a computer or whatever. Like, I I still, I'm like hooked on RC Pro-Am. Are you familiar with RC Pro-Am? No. It's it's like you're driving a remote remote control car around the track. Okay. and And I cannot get past fucking level seven. And you're playing this on the... On my Nintendo emulator on my computer. On the computer. Yeah. Like, that would be dope. I would totally play that. It's, like, totally relaxing to me. See, that's what I always do did love. And even now, like, if I'm, like, super stressed out or, like, tripping over something, I will literally step back and be like, I need, like, 30 minutes of, like, this mindless activity. And the best mindless activity, even now at 33 years old, is to sit down and play PlayStation. Like, I will play a Madden... I think I have Madden 2017. And I will, like, literally just play it. Like, just for a half an hour, not much. I mean, we're talking ten times a year. But right. I will just play, and it's and it's great. It's still great. So my brother and I, last time we lived together, I think it was 2003 or 2002. Anyway, I come home from, from class or from work, and he worked at Blockbuster, so we had, he was always bringing shit home. But he was playing uh, the very first Grand Theft Auto. Okay. He was hooked as hook can be on that thing because he would play. I mean, literally played it for three or four months straight. Did you play? No. 
See, I never played it. My, I wasn't my little brother played it and loved it. Owned the San Andreas and all that. Yeah, I have. I, I, think I, I have. I have uh, the f- GTA Five at home. Okay, and I played it a few times, but yeah, I just I never played it. I guess it was again. We got into that time frame where it was kind of just outside my my age range where I was at. I guess the overall point was that I, even though we had these game systems and the screen time available to us, we it didn't use it. It wasn't our primary source of entertainment. Yeah, there were. Five or six kids, depending on if we liked the one kid or not that week. Right. And we'd all go run around the neighborhood. So, like, in the mid-'80s, they were adding on to my subdivision. And so there was, like, it was like all a big construction site for a couple of years. Yeah. With new streets getting put in. So going back there and taking the bike off mounds and running down the, you know, running down the dirt paths. And then going out and just hiking and, and playing in the woods and seeing, seeing where the woods went. Being a went kid. And being a kid. Doing kid things. I really feel like modern day kids are being robbed of that. And they are. And I was listening. I've talked to you about this podcast before, but it's called The Armchair Expert. And it's with Dax Shepard, who's like an actor and he's uh, married to Kristen Bell. But anyway, he's interviewing this guy, Jonathan Haidt, who is a social psychologist. Right. And he's talking about this book that he's pushing. I think it's called like Free Range Parenting. And he's talking about like it's really in our heads that the world is that much worse than it was when we were kids. It absolutely is. And it starts with things like, and not to go after the news, but like it does go after the news. Like back in the 70s and 80s and really in the 90s it took hold and then and obviously pushing into the modern day now, the news pushes like how scary the world is. But again, it's isolated incidents and normally in bad quote-unquote areas, generally speaking. Like a lot of kids aren't disappearing off the streets of whatever like a nice area they're not disappearing they're not getting you know abducted so like but if you hear about it you go it could happen here so like we've become parents that go i don't want my kid getting abducted obviously so we're gonna keep them inside they can play video games it's an awful way to live it is and the problem is it's just it's breeding that thing and then it's like okay when they're done with their video games now they're gonna do what they're gonna get on a social media at a certain age they're gonna do things like that yeah and that's all you see kids doing now like Fortnite, how the hell did that take over the whole world? I have no idea. I still am not a hundred percent sure what the hell it is. I don't even know what it is either. I, I know it's a game, and I feel that's very out, that's a very out of touch thing to say on a podcast. But that it's I don't true. know what Fortnite is. But, but that, but you know what the funny thing is? Like the people that that listen to this podcast that are nice enough to listen to our podcast, like they're very lovely people. Don't forget to subscribe and like. You can find us on iTunes and on uh, Stitcher, on Google Play, and Spotify, which is the we found it the preferred way to listen on your Android device is on Spotify. So, And it's STL Happy Hour Podcast. That's right. But I will say, like, I like today I had a work meeting for Coca-Cola, and I walked in, and a buddy of mine that I work with, a fellow account manager, uh, he goes, dude, I love the podcast. And I go, man, honestly, God, thank you for listening, first off. Second yeah. off, thank you for being kind enough to say nice words about it. But but like then I, I was talking to him and, and he was like he's like, Yeah, it's just like you guys are just talking about stuff that our group of people would be talking about. And it's true. So like if we don't know shit about Fortnite, to lie and act like we do would yeah. be uh, you know, fucking fake. Oh, I would never be fake on this thing. No, like why would you? Yeah. Why would you you know, why would we do this if it's not I real? learned in the pri- in the movie Private Parts that being honest is the way to go yeah. when when you're when you're broadcasting. Just talking about what's going on, man, is what people really honestly want to talk about. So for every one of us that doesn't know what Fortnite is, like I know my mom listens to this, my dad listens to this, I have cousins, we got friends out in Colorado, friends in New York, Chicago. They have no, at our age, most of them, if they do know what Fortnite is, I guarantee they haven't played it. 
So, like, we're not alone. Yeah. All I know is the term. Like, I don't even know if, if it's like a first-person shooter game or know, if it's dude. like or if it's like the, uh, oh, what is the game with the building blocks? I can't even think of it now. Tetris? No, not Tetris. That's the one I would know. <laughs> I had a I Game Boy. I had a Game Boy, too. <laughs> what was the Sony one called? Sony came out with one, too. PlayStation was, View? Is that what it was? I, I'm talking about when, like, when we were younger. Oh, when we were kids. Maybe it was Sega that came out with it. Did yeah. Sega have a handheld? I think Sega had a handheld. By the way, the game you played was Revolution X with Aerosmith. Revolution X. That was it. Yes. Yes. That game. Again, I don't know what the uh, objective the or plot game was. Game Gear. Game Gear. Dude, I remember. This is dead serious. How jealous I was. My mom got me. I guess my mom and dad got me for Christmas. They got me the Game Boy Color. Yeah. And I was like, this is the greatest Christmas gift ever. And then my brother opened up. The Sega Game oh, Gear. Oh, shit. Dude, it was like someone took my heart and wah, ripped it out, dude. Wah. And I had that instant uh, sibling rivalry jealousy thing where it was like, well, fuck, he got a better game than I did. The problem is, is that you probably got the better deal because the battery life sucked <laughs> on the Game Gear. True. You could play for about 20 minutes and it was done. True. I just remember being so fucking mad, dude. Like, I was like... Why did he get the Game Gear, and why did I get the Game Boy Color? Like, we can switch, right? And Mike would be like, no, no. And I was so jealous, man. And I was the older brother. And it's like, how much of an asshole was I as a little kid where I was just got a new Game Boy Color, and I'm still tripping over my brother getting the Samsung or the, the Sega uh, Game Gear? We played the fuck out of Game Boy. Mm-hmm. And I know that we got it. I think we got it in 19... Out of a Christmas in 89, because we took it on the road trip to Colorado in 90 to go skiing in February. Okay. So, and then, so we had them, and then the, the people that went with us, we had them too. So remember, you could connect them all together. Yes. And they, they were basically, I think they were almost like USB ports. Essentially. And you could play this racing game. It was like, I think like the very first Mario Kart kind of deal. This makes me want to go play these games, which is crazy, dude. I don't even think can, about these games. And you can get these things, man. You can get these Game Boy emulators yeah. and play these games. Yeah. I don't know how legal it is. Is anything. But, I mean, it's thirty. I mean, it's 35-year-old games. I can't imagine that they're going to be that yeah, pissed off about nobody's it. Nobody's coming after you. Not if you yeah. just join the game. I mean, if you're, you know, fucking broadcasting I'll it send like, you, while you're playing it or something. I'll send you the links to the, uh, That'd be great. To the stuff where I get all my stuff. So it's super cool. So I don't know, man. I mean, the whole the whole millennial, the whole child raising thing. It just scares me as a new parent that like, yeah, like how do you, what do you? I mean, I don't know. Wanna, like you want to protect your kids, but at the same time you want to be able. They have like, they have to have the ability to grow up. Like do kids have? Do kids in neighborhoods do they have friends anymore? Do they go out and play with their friends? Dude, I have um, I have a really good couple that I'm friends with. Uh, Lauren and I are friends with them. Um. And they are the greatest people, for real. Uh, their name's Karina and Dwight, and they're the greatest people. Um, and their daughter has friends who she's never met that they know online, that they just talk online all the time. But they're, they consider themselves friends. As if, like, you and I never met, but we just talked for, like, three years. Now, I mean, the, the line I mean, of friendship is, you know, does it have to be in person? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, maybe to our generation because we're so used to it. I'm just meant in general. Like, do they have pals that, that they go outside and play with? I don't think so. Well, that's false. To generally, you know, to generalize it like that would be false. Like to stereotype it. But like, I think it's much less than it much was when I was a kid, one. right? And even less than when you were a kid. Because like, if you weren't outside playing with the kids and you were the weirdo, yeah, dude, I played basketball. Football, street hockey. Oh yeah, we rollerbladed. Remember when we rollerbladed played? Was the thing? We played kick the can. 
Yeah, man, you did everything. Like uh, playing catch, just throwing a baseball around. When was the last time you saw a kid throw a baseball? I don't know. Like not at, like not at a little league game, just out playing yeah. around. Like the, him and a buddy, or her and a friend, throwing a baseball back. I see forth. people going to parks, but like I don't see people just like like playing in the street. Dude, I don't we even would. see people in parks really. I really oh the park don't. the parks around here get a lot of use. May, I guess so. Maybe I'm just not around any. They're of pretty parks. nice parks. Yeah. I see dog parks. That's a thing. Now. That's a huge thing. Yeah. There's more and the, more and more of those popping up. I don't know. I, do, I don't know what the answer is either. Like how you, I don't know what the answer is. Either. And I don't know if you have to fix it. I guess you just kind of like the oldest thing in the book is, you know, uh, when change comes, you better adapt or you'll die. Right. Adapt or die. Like Blockbuster did. That's why they're still around and thriving. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> no, it's not true. Dude. Okay. Net, Netflix. Uh, that is very interesting. You say that. So back in 2008 ish, nine ish. I think it was like 2008. My brother uh, was ahead of the time, and he was getting Netflix uh, where you would, for those who are young and listen to this, we have a couple people that are in like that 20-year-old range that listen to this, believe it or not, and back then, uh, you didn't just have a TV to click Netflix and watch. You had to go online and go to Netflix.com, and you would rent a movie, and the movie would come two days later in the mail, Right. and then you would watch it, and you had to return it like two days later. Right. That was what Netflix was. And it was revolutionary. But even back then, nobody fucking believed in it. Like nobody really believed no. in it. It was like a it was like a taboo thing. Like, oh, you, you do Netflix, you don't do Blockbuster. Like, yeah, like, it's right down the street. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Well, nobody's watching, and in in the you know in the background, Netflix is just like, well, we'll just develop a way to where you can have it instantly and fuck over Blockbuster. And I mean, goodbye. They wiped them out. They wiped them out. And anybody who doesn't believe that Amazon's doing that right now. Just literally wiping out corporations like you're kidding yourself. They are wiping. I mean, one by one, little by little. You know, uh, Lauren's uh, stepdad was just talking to me the other day, and he goes, isn't it strange that Sears um, went out of business when they were the original catalog people? Yeah. Essentially what Amazon has done, just now on a phone or a computer, is what Sears was doing 100 years ago. Yeah, they didn't didn't have brick and mortar stores. No, and they didn't catch up. They didn't figure it out that you have to put it and make it easier for the customer. You know, and even Walmart is trying very, very hard yeah. to keep up with Amazon. You know, their 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 advertising says free two day shipping, no yearly, no annual fee. Right, doesn't cost you anything. Mm-hmm. You can get anything. My mom gets her dog food and things like that shipped to her straight up. People, I mean, the brand name of Amazon has just consumed people's lives. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Yeah. And it's made everyone follow suit. If you are not offering your product online in some way, shape, or form, or bringing it to the customer, or making it easier for the customer, you stand no chance. I don't care what you're selling. Yeah. I I honestly, it doesn't matter. Just like in the same way that podcasting, or at least the ability to podcast, has put radio on death's door. Like, radio is great, but you still better be able to offer it in a podcast form. Just like how Howard Stern does. Howard Stern's on Sirius... But it's either on repeat, like they'll replay the show, yeah. or you can go to your Sirius app and listen later. You know what I mean? Oh, you can. Yeah, you can watch. And you can watch his interviews on YouTube. Yeah, like there's the the product better be made readily available. I'm trying to think of products that really aren't like that. I can't think of much. They're starting to make cars like that. Yeah, we go. Or you can go order and go pick up a car. Yep. Yep. How about that shit? I'm telling you, man. We're going to laugh because people will listen to this 10 years from now. Yeah. And they'll be like, I can't believe these fucking guys. Like, listen to these this. idiots. It's January 30th, 2019, by the way, everybody. Right. Wait till 2029. And 2029, be like, yeah, those guys are so stupid. Yeah. Um, 
when Amazon is owning the world and Netflix is the only TV you watch. Or Boston Dynamics is still inventing robots that can, you know, and yeah. Cyberdyne, and, and they can take over the world in any second. So I work as an account manager for Coca-Cola, and this was really trippy because I just saw it for the first time yesterday in person with my own eyes. I had to go work a Target store mm-hmm. and order them product, order them Coca-Cola products. And when I'm in the back talking to one of the managers, I see this section over in the corner in the back stock room, and it's boxes, and it's a, um, it's like a assembly line looking thing, and it is some like robots essentially like machinery packing stuff in boxes taping the boxes pushing them down the line packing stuff in boxes pushing them down the line wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute this is happening in the back of a target yeah yeah that's how they make your boxes to ship out the door it's not humans anymore dude i was watching it it was the craziest thing i'd ever seen and i asked the guy i go what is that he goes the future like he said it to me kind of like like the guy would say in back to the future like this is the future and it was like Holy shit. Like, you are watching how we're essentially going to phase ourselves out. I have heard how these Amazon warehouses work. Okay. Everything works on the, the, the technology is called RFID, which is an old, old technology. It's radio frequency. Inventory is done by, with, with radio frequencies on how things crossing lines and just depending on where stuff is. Yeah. These robot forklifts know where everything is. That's what I'm talking about. Isn't that crazy? You are literally and you punch it in the computer, and the the forklift will go pick it up and bring it bring it over to the loading station, and it'll box itself up. Yeah, and it'll pay itself off long before a human does. Like I know that's fucked up to say, but it's I mean, true. That's just a fact of machinery. We have we so uh, my my family owns a millwork business, which is where we broadcast from. Okay, we have what's called a CNC machine outside. And what is that? What is that? Basically, you put four, you put four by eight sheets of material on this thing. A programmer or a, a, someone has drawn the the cabinet for it's to cut out cabinet parts mm-hmm. to build cabinets. Um, a guy has drawn the cabinet design, ran it through a program that translates it into what's called G code, which is just basically a bunch of coordinates, mm-hmm. and the and the machine translates those coordinates and cuts all your parts out in about. Eight minutes, dude. That's just that something that used to be. And this is also not new technology. CNC no. machines have been around uh, in f- in big time production use for probably twenty years now. And I mean everything. And so, and I've I've had the privilege to go to lots of different manufacturing places. Um, get we bought a machine um, a couple years ago from a guy who all he did was make flooring for lump for lumber liquidators. Okay, that's all he did. All right. He had three people working for him in his factory. Three or four. The rest is just robotic type stuff. It just runs Machines. all on conveyor belts and it just pushes the Dude, I'm not pushes the, pushes the material where it needs to go. Literally watching this yesterday, like literally this thing would go, grab something, set it in a box, the box would get taped and push down the line, and that was how it was going on. And the bigger question to me is as we phase ourselves out of jobs essentially Pretty much. what is gonna happen, say Let's just jump forward. Let's let's just say fifty years from now. What, how is, how are people going to make money? Is it going to be like a government stipend? Like you get paid to live? It's essentially welfare, but for everyone. Because what's your job going to be if everything is going to be a robot or or machinery? Do you still need people to sell the stuff? Do you? Do you though? You need an advertiser to advertise it, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like you have an advertiser who goes, "All right, we have a new product. Do you need somebody to sell it?" Is it? 
business to business the the way people were worked then? Well, I guess it would be. It's going to be certainly specialized. Like there, there are articles I have seen. Like we don't sell directly to people off the street. We do, right. but we don't. Right. Like we're not Lowe's. Right. We have stuff that Lowe's has, mm-hmm. but we're not Lowe's. Mm-hmm. We sell to general contractors. Sure. We sell to people building stuff. Right. Those people will still exist in. I most think so forms. too. But I'm saying, like, that's what I'm saying. We're going to corner but, but, ourselves but, but, but in what markets. So but what, what else is going to be left? Exactly. Like, you might need a mechanic. Maybe. 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 Or I'm talking might... 50 years from now, you're telling me a computer couldn't diagnose it? They're already doing it now. Or you take your car and they stick a thing in there and it goes, uh, the radiator's bad or whatever. You know what I mean? Which they pretty much have that now. But do you, exactly. are you going to, I mean, but we are so close to being in driverless cars. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so close. Well, they're already creating these these cars that do it. They're creating, I mean, the map. The map that I use on my phone to get over here to Glen Carbon, because, again, I live about 50 minutes away. Right. This map, when I get in my car on Wednesday nights, knows where I'm going. Oh, I know. It says, are you going to, I'm not saying the address, but are you going here? And it's like, uh, yes, phone. Yeah, I am. How, the, how do you know that? Right. Yet it does. And they, this is just right now. I'm saying 50 years from now. I'm saying... Imagine how quick technology is moving right now. They're, they're talking about the possibility of there being robots or, or some sort of machinery. Maybe let's just... Robots make people think Terminator and kind of get out of control. Right. Like something like of the that. sort that could... Do you need people to create TVs? Or could you not just program it to where something could literally... I mean, mm, 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 and you could have a machine create a television? No, you don't need a person to do that. Do you need a person to really... I mean, they have... Today at Coca-Cola, we had a sales meeting, and they talked about uh, ways you can save money on your health insurance. You can, have, uh, you can have video nurses and video doctor appointments where you never see a doctor in person or a nurse in person, and they can diagnose you with yeah. what's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. It's through United Healthcare. I'm not even kidding. Zero percent costs you nothing. Costs you no money to go see a nurse. A nurse. $40 for a doctor, I believe, but it's, it's literally zero dollars. I and mean, let's say you're like, oh, I have a headache, I have the shakes, and literally you'd see a nurse online, face-to-face, like a FaceTime situation, yeah. and it would be, they would diagnose you. How, did, how do they like take your temperature or get your blood pressure? I or... have no idea, but don't you worry. I guarantee they will iron that out over the, over the years, man. So you'll still have God, doctors and nurses just, in theory. mind-boggling to think about. Yeah, and that's right now in 2019. That is right now. That's not even 2029, 2039. No, that's right now. Right now. Right now. I know when you want to go on vacation, you'll hop in the car and be like, all right, uh, car, drive us to yeah. Disney World. Yep. And you will sit back and sit back and relax and it'll go. You will never stop for gas. No. You might stop and eat. Maybe. 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 Maybe stop and go pee. Yeah. Humans will still need human functions. But right. like at the end of the day, like do the cars. No. Unless something goes wrong. Now, don't get me wrong. They're going to go through shit that goes wrong. There's going to be car crashes. There's going to be mapping issues. There's going to be... That's going to happen. But like anything else, they'll iron it out. I mean, you know how easy it is to get get from here to Disney World? Yeah. It's all interstate from here. (coughs) I mean, you Literally literally five different roads. Elon Musk, who who owns Tesla or runs Tesla, however you want to put it, he's already trying to develop a situation. I was listening to this on Joe Rogan's podcast when he was interviewing Bill Burr. They were just talking about Elon Musk, and they were talking about how he is creating a tunnel down underneath L.A. where you can drive your car down there and it will sit on a thing and it will shoot your car. I heard about this. Yes. It, you'll go 150 miles an hour because there's no other road. There's nothing else down there. No. It's essentially going to be a subway tunnel, but for a car or yeah. a ferry 
on land underneath the land. Like that's you know what I'm saying? Like imagine burrowing down a hole and then creating a tunnel that will shoot you X amount of miles away at 120 miles an hour, 150 miles an hour. Like it's, that's happening right now. It's like and it's like the tube thing. Yes. That's gonna get, and they're going to test it here. Yes, with the it's a train, right? It's like a, it is a it's train, like a loop. kind of like a tree. Yeah, it's called a loop. Or? I think so. Again, Elon Musk again. Yeah, that's and, one guy thinking that. That's one guy outside the box. You know, there's a bunch more. You know, there's more. There has to be. There has to be. Like for real, there's so many bright people out there. There, I read it. There's there is a person living now who will live to be 130 years old. Well, I, like a, a young baby. Well, yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about this here in a little bit, but like I talked to you about how I wanted to talk about this new thing that came out about cancer, the possibility of uh, these scientists thinking they may have found a way to end cancer. Now, we'll get to that in a second, but like, like for real, like, by the way, we're 45 minutes in and we haven't talked about any of our topics that we talked about. I know, about. but that's the best part about this. this <laughs> right, that's why I love this fucking thing. We sit down and like say like, hey, we'd like to talk about this. But Sorry, kids, earmuffs. Just, yeah, we just kind of keep going and and I I honestly enjoy it so much, like. I could do it every week. It's, it's just it, it is a blast. Man. All right, continue. Um, anyway. But like, just think like everything is moving. Okay, greatest example was in what nineteen ninety nine going into two thousand. We were freaking out about Y two K because right. they didn't think they knew how to to take care of computers. Right. That was only nineteen years ago. Look how far we've come in nineteen years with the internet, with computers, with technology. You're lock, you're talking less than twenty years. We've gone from <laughs> briefcase cell phones. In gigantic Saved by the Bell type cell phones to now phones that do everything we need them to do. Some that can monitor our health. There's apps that monitor your health through your phone. Like crazy shit, man, in 20 years. 50 years from now? I, I don't even know. I don't even know. Okay, let's, let's really blow your mind. Okay. This year will be 50 years that man walked on the moon. Oh, yeah, 1969. With computers that were done... Uh, Computers that were the sizes of rooms. 12 years later, I mean 12 years later, 10 years later, Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs invent the Apple desktop PC in 1977. Eight years later. The, the time frame, but think about this, that 243 years ago, the founders of our country were signed the Declaration of Independence in candlelit rooms. I mean, 243 years. You got to think back... Like the French civilization is thousands of years old, right? English, thousands, yeah, English, same way, thousands of years old. Yeah, we're just this. All of this, I'll pretend like the your this is that we live that the, that time is a clock, which it is, right. but it's a clock that's at eleven fifty nine, fifty nine. Yeah. In the overall scheme of things, we are at eleven fifty nine fifty nine point nine 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 nine. Yeah, before yeah. it rolls over to the next day. Mm-hmm. All of that has happened in just the smallest amount of time. That's what I'm saying. Which will fuck with your mind even more. Yeah. Has this already happened once? Has it already happened before? Have there been other? Have there been other species of people that lived on this planet oh, that have already gotten this far? That's deep. That's deeper than I was thinking. I was like still following the clock analogy. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. All right. I get that. I get that. But has it already happened? Has all this shit already happened like in another dimension on another planet? Well, if you get into like deeper, like I listen to weird These podcasts. Like deep stoner thoughts. Man. No, man, it's great. Deep stoner thoughts are great. But like I'll get into like podcasts where they'll be talking about like everything you see is how you perceive it. 
Like so, like I see your uh, quarter zip that you're wearing right now, and it's a color gray. We can't deny that it's gray. Both of us know that it's gray, but what gray I see is probably different than gray you see. I see like a dark just gray. a yeah, but it's just it's just a little. It's all perception. Yeah. It, like the movie, uh, God, uh, Inception mm-hmm. with Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. and Tom Hardy and all them. Uh, that movie, I've seen it like five times, and I still don't know what to fucking make of it. Like I don't know. Because sometimes, like, you don't know what is perception and what is reality. I had the realest fucking dream last night that was unbelievable. Or was it two nights ago? I, and I remember what it was now. It was, I told Kelly about it when I, uh, when I woke up. Cause I remembered it then. Because I, I woke It was, like, right in the middle of REM sleep because I woke up and I was just exhausted. I was still tired all morning. But, yeah. What happens, what happens, what happens with that world when you wake up? It's all in your head. Does that world really exist? <clears throat> Maybe. If I would have told you, Andy, that if you wanted something, you could get it in, in two days or less. If I would have told you that, anything you wanted in two days or less. Ten years ago? Ten years ago. Fuck yourself, you're wrong. You would have told me I'm fucking crazy. There's no way. It and takes a week. You, it takes a week. if I told you you could go to an app and get it, you'd be like, what the fuck is an app? Right. What is an app? This is so funny. People are making billions of dollars off these things called apps, yet, no joke, not until 2007 did they actually really exist. Right. Like, that's when the iPhone was invented. It was right. 2007. Right. So you're talking again. Now you're talking. 12 years. 12 years. How different the world has become. Like, and, 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 and honestly, it's gone by in a heartbeat. I remember 2007. I was. I do too. I was 21 years old. I was. And I was turning 30 that year. And you would have never thought what you would think. I remember now. my 30th birthday party. I remember I started a new job that year. I love this trippy shit, man. <laughs> I love it, yeah. man. I really do. Like talking about this shit. Like the thought of the future is so exciting. It's also somewhat terrifying if you really think about it. In terms of what we've been talking about, like the loss of human connection is a real fucking problem. A huge problem. It is. It's a it huge, is. huge problem. It really is. Like I feel like a lot of people don't feel the connection they have because they literally are buried in their phones or their iPad or their. Like I'll be honest, dude. Like. Um, I, if I'm at the gym, I don't know if I talk to anybody and it's not because I'm a dick. No, but that's also just kind of your time though, too. Right. I've always been told that when you're working out, that's your time. That's you. You can choose whatever you want to do with it and you can feel however you want to feel about it. Well, now you and I are strange because we could walk down the street and literally talk to anybody. <laughs> right. But hi, hi, Mandy. How you doing? How many times do you see that really happening? Like where people like ever know what the hell is going on around them? I'll tell you when it happens when people who smoke. Because they have like a congregation, and type they of gather, deal? and they have they have to gather outside now. Oh yeah, because of the smoking ban. Because the smoking ban, so everybody goes outside, and you're, there's a person standing there smoking, and you're not just gonna, you know, awkwardly <clears throat> stand there. Yeah, awkwardly stand with glare, and I'm making the the glare look with my eyes. Yeah, you're gonna say hi, what's up, how's it going, you having yeah. a good time tonight, what's going on, where are you from, what are you doing? And you just make those. I've made so many connections like that; it's unbelievable. I think I, honest to God, I've had my whole career happen because. Of being able to talk, my whole career of you, in you life is you have the wonderful like gift of gab. Well, I just I love talking <laughs> to people though. Like honest to God, like I'm not kidding. Like when I drive over here, it's just me driving for about 45, 50 minutes. But when I'm driving over here, I'm so pumped. And it's not just because it's a podcast. Like the podcast makes it great because I can go back and re-listen to old conversations we'll have five years from now. Yeah, right. What makes it great is because I get an hour, an hour and a half to sit here and talk with somebody. Like. It's human connection 101. 
What's funny? You mentioned that your parents listen, and like, and Lauren listens. Yeah, I don't think Kelly's ever listened. I know really? my parents haven't ever listened. No, really, they all think this is like a joke. Oh uh, no, honest to God, I've been, I've been okay. So in all seriousness, I've been very pleasantly surprised at the um, feedback we've gotten. Like on Facebook the other day, I had a friend of mine who I've known since we were like twelve years old. Uh, we went to grade school together, and he said, "Let's make this thing go viral." He posted it on my post of STL podcasts. Like he's sharing it. I have friends like in California, friends in Chicago, in here in Missouri, Illinois, like that are are listening to it. So may- maybe it's not a thousand people. I have no idea. But what it is is a connection to people that is important, at least in my eyes, and I'm sure in your eyes as well. And if it grows, great. If not, like I said, I'll get to sit back here five years from now and listen to our conversations of my 1800 Facebook friends. Mm-hmm. Maybe one or two have shared it. Have you put have, now, you know, I made you a, uh, I don't know what administrator, I guess yeah. it's called on Facebook. Uh, you you got to invite, like okay. I, I go to the page and I hit invite. So what I've been, and I invite all my I've friends I can from the podcast STL Twitter page. I've been logging into that and it says suggested people to follow. And I've just been mass following people. Yeah. And just trying to get stuff out. And there's there. nothing wrong with that because if you no, believe, like I, that, I, I believe this product has something. Oh, it abs- I think it does too. I, I think there is something. One hundred percent believe it. Because this is this is much like Netflix was. I'm telling you, just like Netflix was ten years ago to what Blockbuster is podcasting. I, gonna, I believe is what is I was going to tell you that too. Plus, music sucks nowadays. Dude. <sighs> it's so bad, for real. I've been a big Barbra Streisand kick lately for some reason. Dude, uh, Aretha Franklin. I watched, we, Lauren and I went and saw the movie The Upside with, okay. with Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart. Yeah. Uh, my mom uh, said, hey, I want to watch Ensley Monday night, let her sleep over, and uh, if you don't mind, you guys can just go have a date night. So we went out to Outback Steakhouse. And, uh, blessed. Yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> and we had gift cards, so we went there. Oh, and- <laughs> super blessed. <laughs> so then we went over to- Unrelatable. Rock- yeah, I'm always unrelatable. And we went to uh, the movie The Upside. And it's about uh, Brian Cranston has is paralyzed. First, let me back up. He's like a billionaire. Um, he he got his money from investing in startups and things like that. Anyway, he's a real life person. Philip Lacoste, I believe, is his name. Uh, and he he breaks his neck uh, hang gliding with his wife over in like you know I don't know Fiji or whatever. And he breaks his neck, and now he's paralyzed from the neck down. Right. Wow. So he's paralyzed from the next down and he needs somebody to take care of him. And Kevin Hart is a guy who's like fresh out of prison, has, you know, no nothing to do. And this guy's looking for somebody to take care of him. And he's having all these interviews and it's all puffy shirt people. And he's just like, this isn't my thing. Kevin Hart is his kind of personality. So they become friends, whatever. The movie was great. Like it was really good. And I don't know what the point of it was as I was telling you about it, but it's a really good movie. I honestly don't remember the point of it. I was going to tell you before we were talking just about podcasts in general, I think as they fit in, I'll tell you what, let me, let me flip back a little God, bit. what was the point of that story? You'll figure it out in a second. It'll, it'll probably relate to what I'm talking about because I think it's all okay. tied together. So I, I had this idea for this network in 2017. I bought the domain in 2017 and put everything together, but didn't really kick it off until, about tw- until 2018. Okay. Even then, the idea was that podcasts were designed to be... I, or I feel that their best fit right now in the way they fit with things is is a, is a compliment to a radio show. Yeah, yeah. You have a radio show that's on the uh, that's on regular terrestrial radio. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm also a broadcaster. I'm gonna I'm gonna start a podcast where I can do extended interviews with folks, yeah. where I can cuss and swear you, and I can kind of be the real me. Um, you know, it's it's all it's all under my umbrella. Yeah. Even now. 
we don't have our own radio shows. Mm-mm. This thing is just kind of developing into itself. We're still finding our way around here. Yeah. Very easily could turn into something huge. Yeah. It's organic. It's, That's what I love about it right now. And I know that word gets used all the time, but it is organic. And there's so many fucking sports podcasts out there. Dude, I... If you're a podcaster, if you, or if you want to be a podcaster... Quit talking about sports. Well, just stop closing yourself off. You and I talked about this last week. If you have a small net, if you're casting a small net, like in terms of, let's just take the example we just used, sports. If you're talking about sports, I know of right now, just right now, 12 women that listen to this podcast. 12. From the age of 21 to 60. I know their ages. I know they listen. I've literally watched them listen to it. They, they'll text me and say they love this part or whatever. So if you're casting a sports net, unless they're really into it, what are you what are you talking about? Like they don't care. Right. And it's not just a woman thing. There's a lot there's plenty of men out there that are like, honestly, we've heard enough about the Patriots or we've heard enough about the Cardinals trying to acquire Bryce Harper. Right. They don't care. What else is there to say about it at this point? No, but you know what they what you know what people do connect to is talking about shit that they too have gone through. And it's amazing how much stuff people have gone through the same things that we've gone through. Yeah. They just have. And I feel like, at least for my instance, like I will listen to a podcast that's done by an actor, like we've talked about with the armchair expert, and Dak Shepard will talk about getting in fistfights at bars when he lived in Michigan and was just a, a guy bumming about town. I've been in fistfights at bars, so I can right. literally picture this happening. I can connect with that person. So when you talk about something you obviously not everything's going to connect with a person but you certainly hope that it, it that it right. does or that it at least strikes a chord and i and and, and god bless anybody who just does sports po- uh podcast or sports radio god bless them it's just not my bag anymore yeah it's i mean i understand the need for it there are people that want to listen to it yeah the 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 one the the podcast that Matt and Clay do i think it's special yeah because we don't talk, we don't beat the cardinals to death mm-hmm. there's we Matt was telling me tonight, he goes, Andy, he goes, I just got invited, I just got invited to listen to my 12th part Cardinals podcast. Yeah. 12. Too much. It's too much. I mean, I'll tell you the exact words that uh, my former boss, who now has a wildly popular show called The Morning After, has for 14 years, 590 AM here in St. Louis. Tim McKernan, I asked him when he offered me a chance to have my own show, I go, so does it have to be a sports show because we're on a sports station? And his exact, he looked right at me. He was sitting at his desk and we were talking about it because I wanted to know. I wanted to know what the parameters were that I was getting into. He looked right at me and he goes, talk about shit that you care about and you'll always have an audience. Yeah. And that is the truth, dude. Because even the worst podcast out there, the worst one, has one person listening to it that goes, yeah, I do want to hear about chopping onions. Yeah. Or I want to hear about the Philadelphia Phillies and all their acquisitions. So what you do is you get a real sharp knife <laughs> and you cut the you cut, you cut the ends off the onions. Now some will say not to do it that way but they, because you need you need that rooty end to really get to really put a fine dice on it. Well, and I, I I'm find making... that I find that you don't need that. And then I cut it and so it's really I call it I learned to cut a, to cut an onion from Rachel Ray of okay. all people. So then she and then she cuts it in half. Um so then you have your two and then you can then you peel off that outside layer. Then you go long ways on it, and then you turn it, and then you go sideways on it. And you get a real nice chop, and you just mix it with some EVOO in your pan, and you've done. You've you've done. Now the key is the sharp knife. If the knife isn't sharp, you're gonna, you're gonna cry. So you with, gotta you gotta have the sharp knives. I just made I, I just made that point, and then you did that. And the and the funny thing, the sad thing is, is someone <laughs> who is a very amateur cook, self self. I'll be honest. 
I, I'm an amateur cook. I try my best. I will try new things. I also am not very good at it. So for somebody like you, like, no bullshit, I'll go back and listen to what you just said. Even if it was complete bullshit, <laughs> I will try it because I've never, I've never known how to cut an onion properly, if there is such a thing. And that's so, a God's honest truth. I know how to cut an onion. Chop, 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 cheeky. That's what I know. Chop, chop, cheeky. But I, I don't know what, I, like, what you just described sounded like, eh, sounds right. Martha Stewart has a different philosophy about it. <laughs> she only, no, she leaves the rooty end on, okay? Right. It, you know, there's, there's the, t- the top end, and there's the end that has the roots coming out of the bottom of it. Okay. Somewhere, someone is listening to this podcast right now that we're doing and go, what the fuck, fuck is happened? going on? What just happened? Chop the top off, flip it over, and you chop it down the middle of, that, of the side so, you, so you're still attached, okay? Mm-hmm. Peel off your skin. Make little slivers long ways. Look at this. But you not, love this shit. But not all the way to the root because it leaves it. It really is easier if, 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 if you're not very good at it to leave the root on because it keeps the whole onion together. This is what I'm talking about. Right, right now, this is the most mundane, random thing you're talking about. But I guarantee there is somebody that will listen to this. Me, right here, I'm telling you right now, and go, I didn't know that. Or I can connect with that in some way, shape, or form. Or just Google how Martha Stewart cuts an onion and how, though, Ray, and how Rachel Ray cuts an onion. Still, though, that's the beauty of a podcast. <laughs> if you don't have an objective or something you have to talk about or forced to talk about, honest to God, like you have the ability to talk about anything, which allows you the ability to connect with anyone, which is what I'm about. You want to talk about chopping garlic next? <laughs> well, it's the same reason I don't like to talk politics. I don't like to talk it on the radio. I don't like to talk it in person. Uh, I, I don't believe in it because um, I have a lot of friends that are right, a lot of friends that are left, and a good portion that are in the middle. And where I stand is I'm center, baby. I'm right in the center because I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe anybody's right. I really don't. I don't believe you can be 100% one way or the other. And... and, and because you're closing yourself off. It goes with the, the same thing we just talked about, the small net. Right. If you're saying you're an idiot for being left, if you're, if you're a right-leaning person, you right. say the person on the left is an idiot, you have now cast your net small. You've, 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 you've already you know, demonized that person. And from the same way, you've if the al- left does it to the right, you've alienated half your audience. Thing. It's the same reason I don't watch um, fucking cable news, man. It's all awful. If you all look, of it. If you listen to CNN... The right are fascist and they are demons and just the worst people in the world. And if you listen to Fox News, the left is stupid and idiotic and moronic. And it's just, it's just I, I don't want it. I don't want it in my life. So yeah. You eat enough shit daily, even without trying. So that's that. I, I'm just like that, though. It's a hippie way how of I thinking. T- yeah, I know. And it's it, <clears throat> but it's honestly how I am. I know it's how I am, too. And, and again, I I. I and no, I have and no I'm problem not, with I, people that are one way or the other either. Like, we should we should be arguing about this because you know that's what makes for for good for good content. Maybe, but it's not to I, me. I'm going to be real to myself, and I'm, I feel the exact. It's all just bullshit. It is, dude. At the end of the day, they're going to bury us all. So, like, not to be morbid, but like, what are we talking about here? Honestly, more like, deep thoughts, dude. I'm dead serious though. Like, what are we talking about? Like left, right, center. Now you're talking about 50 years from now. Right. I, might, I might be 91. I, I might so. be in the ground. Yeah, but will your politics matter when you go? No. That's my point. Dude. No. It's not my point. That's not who makes Andy Hanselman. It's not who makes John Sander. It's not who makes any of these other people. Will it matter that this podcast will live on the internet forever? Yeah. Yes. It's fucking awesome. It's great, man. <laughs> like, oh, like I, I don't know. Anyway, that's just my thoughts on that, and that's why I stay away from that. So my thought on a podcast is 
cast the widest net you can, talk about things that are important to you, and hope that they connect with people. It, we have 150 likes on our Facebook page, which if you go to Facebook and you put an STL Happy Hour Podcast, it'll show up. You can like the page. That's more than the Podcast Network page. Yeah. We need to fix that. Well, I would love people to go and there. I've been, and I've been... And I've been I'm, and I will I, shamelessly self-promote something that I believe I know in. you're very good at I it. believe and in it. I, I know that you, you get likes by creating content. Yeah. And... So, like, I posted an article yesterday that's, uh, that my hosting provider is called Castos. Mm-hmm. They sent me an article, 20 Great Tips to Market Your, your Podcast. Yeah. I put that on the podcast webpage. Yeah. Or put it on the, on the podcast Facebook page and put it on the, on the uh, podcast Twitter feed. I've just honestly... Just trying to engage. So, like, what I do is I, I treat the shameless marketing that I do, whatever you call it, is I do it in the most real way that it is. So like I love when, what you do with it. When I tell people that we love and appreciate any of your support, I fucking love and appreciate anyone's I support. I absolutely do too. If you listen for eight minutes, I don't care. Thank you for listening for eight minutes. Yeah. Thank you. If you listen to the whole thing and you listen to it again a second time because you, you wanted to catch up on something and you enjoyed it, God bless you, man. Like... That's so great. Like, I honestly believe that. Like, I feel that. I feel that. When somebody is, it's the stupidest thing, but if somebody likes our Facebook page, I'm like, oh, dude, that's cool. It's neat. Even if they're just clicking on it because I sent them the link, I don't care. Thank you. Thank you for at least being kind enough to just hit like. You don't have to love it. Just thanks for listening. We're an hour and six in. Okay. Can I I get to this one story? Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about it. Okay, so January thirtieth, two thousand nineteen. I meant to ask you about this at the beginning of the podcast, by the way. We just we just never I'm got sorry. around to it. I, I got a, I got yeah. on a damn you, Alpina. <laughs> I got I got on a roll there. Uh, this story that I wanted to talk about was uh, on Monday, so that would have been like January twenty eighth. Um, a story came out, and it's now hitting all over the the web, like it's all over Facebook, Twitter, everywhere. It's everywhere we read. Um, and so this is from Forbes magazine, and it's about the possibility of these scientists saying that they could possibly end cancer within a year. So this is from Forbes.com. A small team of Israeli scientists are telling the world that they have the first complete cure for cancer, and they say they can find it within a year. This was first reported, I guess, by the Jerusalem Post. Uh, They say not only can they do that, but they claim that it'll be brief, cheap, and effective, and will have no minimal side effects. They, no or minimal? Is that, is yeah, that, no or minimal okay. side effects. They say um, Dan uh, Ryder, who is the chairman of uh, Accelerated Evolution Biotechnologies uh, in Israel, says, we believe we can offer, in a year's time, a complete cure for cancer. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, if that's even real at all, like, that's fucking crazy, man. Like, they're saying, okay, so this guy goes on to say, he says, our cancer cure will be effective from day one will last the duration of a few weeks and will have no or minimal side effects at a much lower cost than most other treatments on the market. Uh, it's going to be called, this is kind of a weird name, Mutaito, um, which means multi-target toxin. Uh, the researchers say the drug is essentially on the scale of a cancer antibiotic, a disruption technology of the highest order. These people, like, this isn't just some bullshit, or at least maybe it is. Maybe it is. You think it is? I don't think it is. I think it's real now. But I was listening to somebody else talk about this last night. Yeah. Because it kind of hit. It kind of hit the news on January 29th. Okay. Yesterday. Yeah. And they were talking like you know it's it's irresponsible for companies to put this kind of research out 
without going through the proper channels. Yeah. Israel doesn't have the USDA mm-hmm. to, to test their drugs. Right. They're saying that it works great in rodents. They're, they're, they're training it on mice, and it, and it, works, it works great God, on just them. Just imagine, though. But just imagine. Oh, again, <clears throat> how awesome. I mean, okay, so I'm reading further. You read the world of cancer? Currently in the development, the potential game changer in the worldwide fight against cancer will use a combination of cancer targeting peptides and a toxin that will specifically kill cancer cells. So, like, if you take anything away from that exact sentence, it says that they have a toxin. So, essentially, they'll put a poison in you that will fight off the cancer cells and kill them. The World Health Organization estimates cancer cases have risen to 18.1 million new cases and accounted for 9.6 million deaths in 2018. Okay. And they have a chance to fucking cure this? Dude. Here's, here's the problem that I have with it. And it's, okay. not, it's, not, it's not even really a problem. It's, it's, and it's actually it's why it's good. Okay. It's, it's the problem I have with the way cancer is currently treated. Okay. Go on. It, that's what kills people. My aunt passed away January 1st, 2018. Right. A year ago. Year, or year, 13 months ago. She had a very small tumor um, in her abdomen area. She'd already had it operated on several times. There was no going back in and getting it out again because there was so much scar tissue in there. Her only options were chemo and um, chemo and radiation. It was, it was just chemo is all mm-hmm. they were doing. Chemo absolutely wipes out your immune system. Right. She caught a cold on Thanksgiving. Is that what killed her, essentially? That's what killed her. It turned into pneumonia, turned into other stuff, because your body just can't fight it off. So that's kind of what makes something like this, if it's possible. If it's possible. If if you can eliminate that fucking chemo Chemo. and the fucking radiation, get it out of here. Yeah. I mean, just think, I'm, I, I lost is, my grandfather to cancer. He had throat cancer. There are... 18.1 million new cases. That's unbelievable. 9.6 million people died. Do you think that everybody just has cancer living in them and it kind of chooses or well, you do things to... Yeah, it's a mutation. It's, it's mu- one single cell mutation is what causes cancer. Yeah. That's all it is. So you have billions, trillions of cells running around your body. One, t- one mutates. And it's over. And then, and then it begins. Well, then it just takes over. And yeah. that, that, I'm not a doctor, but I went to EMT school. I have an EMT license. So, like, you that know. is cancer, man. That's right. that, cancer in its single most, if you broke it down to its, its most single property, it is a cell that decides, it doesn't decide because it's an organism, but it is a cell that, that mutates. And then it goes. It's like a wildfire, it spreads. And it spreads. Like, I w- I'm still reading this, like, this yeah. website just because it's just, it's so crazy, man. So, like, the World Health Organization reports one in five men and one in six women worldwide develop cancer during their lifetime, and one in eight men... That's and 20% one, of men. And one in 11 women will die from the disease. And it says, in addition, every sixth death in the world is due to cancer, making it the second leading cause of death, second only to cardiovascular disease, heart disease, things like that. Right. Now, again, those are things, at least with those type of things... Now, again, if you're born with uh, issues, you may have cardiovascular disease. But at the same point, that is something that you can at least try to fend off. Right. Cancer is something you have no choice in. No choice. There is no choice in it. So the fact that that these Israeli scientists have come out and said they may have the possibility to stop this, I don't care if it's in a year. I wish it was tomorrow. But if you can get it in five years and shut it down... Even that. 
Don't get me wrong. Something else will kill us. Something else will come. Right. No doubt about it because you can't have... It used to be the plague. Yes, something else will come. But if you can shut down cancer, fuck cancer, man. Get rid of it. I mean, that is... That was the... I've seen a million things have, have been right. in front of me in, in, since we last talked. And, and, and far and away, the one thing I told you today was, dude, how do we not talk about this? Because what happens in five years if it happens? Like, no shit. Like, they yeah. go, we figured it out. Like, it's done. Holy shit. Stop cancer? Shut her down? I know it's a sadder subject to talk about, but I also look at it with such excitement. Like, such excitement. What a cool thing. Did you ever see the video? This thing came out probably four or five years ago. And it was a guy who was badly, badly burned. Okay. He went and he was going to take, it was going to take years for him to recover. Of like skin grafting and things yes. like that? Yeah. He got sprayed with this um, stem cell solution. Okay. Sprayed his burns. His skin and his face, you could tell it was him. It was, it, I don't, we're, we're back to normal in three days. From stem cell, some sort of stem cell some spray. Yeah. Essentially. Dude, that's why I, I look at these things like HGH, which when, when a sports person, somebody who listens and watches sports would go, HGH, oh, that's the shit that like baseball players get kicked out of the league for. And then you hear about people like Sylvester Stallone being caught trying to bring it into the country. And it's like, dude, HGH, human growth hormone is what make people that are 70 years, 77 years old like Sylvester Stallone be able to do what they're doing. Right. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. There are things out there that can help us. And sometimes I feel like, whether it's Big Pharma or whatever, not to get like conspiracy theory on you, but there is, there's something stopping that from happening. Like, why is it not allowed? How have they, how have they not figured out how to stop cancer? You have the brightest mind That's kind of where I'm at. And, that's, and maybe that's why this is this Israeli thing. Right. It's is, hard to believe. It's such a is 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 equally as credible as anything else. Yeah, because it's not being stopped or filtered by anybody. Yeah, nobody to stop it. Shut it down. Big pharma. I I have a hard time believing that big pharma doesn't want to cure cancer. Well, I agree because there's there, there's more money there than you can imagine anyway. But they they do, but they don't. Right. How do they sell their cancer drugs if there's no more cancer? Uh, it's just like police want to stop crimes, but let's be honest, without it, you don't have police. Right. <laughs> Right? Like, I don't mean like we don't need to have police officers or that they want that to happen. That's not at all what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I'm saying you have to have police officers to fight crime. And if there's no crime, you don't need police officers, do you? You know, I mean, it's it's the craziest thing, man. <laughs> my Way too many deep thoughts. This has been my, of all the ones we've done so far, this has been my favorite, I have to say. Like, this was, this was great, Off man. the chain. It was great. I can't wait to listen to it for real. Totally off the chain. Maybe I will drop this one this week. I would love it if you would, because yeah, I'm not kidding you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to it at least I'll wait, twice. I wait three months to drop it. No, oh, please don't. No, I won't do please that don't. Day. I don't know. I, I thought it was. I thought this was really uh, fun. Fun. I would I enjoy love it. it. I would enjoy it with you, brother. I appreciate it. Check out everything. Check out everything we have going on on stlpodcast.com. Uh, lots of great stuff there. Lots of great content. Uh, there's we we link to some other guys who don't record with us, but they uh, a guy named Jeff Wilson who puts on a great podcast, and the Chandler boys, uh, Sam and, and Tommy, they do great great stuff. So check out stlpodcast.com for Alpina. My name is Andy Hanselman. Thank you very much for listening to the STL Happy Hour podcast 
on the St. Louis Podcast Network.